When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. You don't want to make this work. We need to mourn the loss, the end of Zach Efron's hotness. On the Colleen and Bradley show here on My Talk 1071, streaming live and doing everything entertainment. And I do mean everything, damn it. At MyTalk1071.com. Colleen Lindstrom. I'm Bradley Trainer, and Holly Roberts is along for the ride today. Colleen's Colleen Lindstrom not will here. Be back on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> Autopilot Friday style, uh, but uh, can you? Uh, it's because you a, you're. It's because you're sad. I am Bradley. so frustrated. I understand, uh, and we. Oh uh, my gosh! Do you have any dirge? Yeah, I think so. Here we go. Oh. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Zach Efron has dreadlocks. What? Quote, just for fun. Oh. Zach Efron uh, has donned a. Mid nineties, poor choice of hairstyle for a uh, gentleman such as himself, in the form of uh, dreadlocks. And we are mourning. And we're mourning the fact that he is no longer hot. What is going on, Holly Roberts? I have no idea what's going on, okay, so and he, I don't think anybody else really knows what's going on. So he posted a black and white photo of himself sporting these. Um, what are probably blonde dreadlocks, which mm-hmm. invited many people on social media to uh, roast him. I mean, you know, some calling it cultural appropriation, others just calling it dumb, others calling it ugly. And me just really thinking perhaps it is the antithesis of uh, Zach Efron's hotness. Yeah, and we don't know why he's doing it. Maybe it's for a movie, but it looks like he's just hanging out with his bros on the beach and decided that this was the aesthetic that he was going to uh, be pursuing mm-hmm. whilst holding baby goats on the beach. I I just I think he's reached a point in his career where he doesn't know who he is. I think he's been there for a long time, Bradley, yeah, to be honest. Yes, yes. But he's at least had some things to sort of keep him in one or another lane. But now he's really getting to the point because what is he now? 30? Is he 30? 31? Uh, I probably. So I feel like he's at a transition point and he he's has 30. 30. Yeah. So he's at a transition point. He hasn't figured out what direction he wants to go in. The next few years will be crucial for his career because, um, you know, he can continue down the road of doing box office flops uh, alongside the rock. Or, you know, maybe he could take a turn and actually head into some 
you know, critically acclaimed films. He's done a little bit of both in his career, mostly more towards the like, you know, um, what do we call those bromance movies? You know, um, not bromance, but you know, the sort the of comedies. Just, he was in Neighbors, where yeah, he played like those the hot kinds of movies, fraternity guy. He kind of plays a himbo. That's it yeah. seems to be yeah, his no, right. his specialty, and we all know that we admire. He knows that we admire him for his physique. However, you know, Zac he, Efron was in the Greatest Showman uh, earlier this year. Yeah, and that soundtrack, best selling album of, of a, the year so yeah. far. And but you know, he did that movie with Nicole Kidman. I feel like there is some potential here uh, for his career, and not that his hairstyle is a direct. Uh, representation of his career, but I kind of feel like it is. It's symbolic, <laughs> certainly, of his career. It's just, it's sort of nothing and everything. Like, we're, like, what? Like, every six months or so or six weeks or so, we see him in a different look. Right. And I just feel like he's trying to figure out his place. Maybe I'm making too much out of it. Now, the only thing that I can suss out, the reason why uh, Zac Efron, I, I just go look through his Instagram account and you'll see uh, some of his aesthetic choices. Now, one of them, he has a, mm, I don't know what you would call it, little lines through his beard and through his Yeah, somebody sideburns. said it looked like a panini press. <laughs> it totally does look Doesn't like, a, yes, Zanac, er, Zan, Zac Efron has a panini press on the side of his face. Now, that's for a movie called The Beach Bum that's coming out later this year. And that movie may or may not be loosely associated with the movie Spring Breakers. Remember that film? Oh, yeah. yeah. With Selena Gomez Mm -hmm. and James Franco. It's directed by the same guy. It also features the lead character played by Matthew McConaughey called Moondog. (sighs) Okay, so we're mourning the loss of (laughs) Zac Efron's hotness. We need to also Uh, mourn something else, Holly. I don't know if I'm ready to mourn two things at once. Of our um, positions. In the media landscape, what as journalists? What you and I are no longer journalists, Holly Roberts. Did you know that we were ever journalists, Holly Roberts? Bradley Trainer, in fact. Okay, I did not know that we were journalists, so it's really hard for me to mourn something that I never was. So we got an email yesterday. So we had a conversation. Just to back it up really quickly, we we had a conversation you and I about Suzanne Summers and some comments she made about Morgan Freeman. And she seemingly came to the defense of Morgan Freeman um, and said, like, you know, Harvey Weinstein, Bill Cosby is bad, but Morgan Freeman's just a flirt. That is in response to allegations against uh, Morgan Freeman by women in the entertainment industry who said he was inappropriate. Right. Right. On a number of occasions. And she seemingly sort of, you know, just kind of uh, just what's the word I'm looking for? Sloughed off or she just was, pushed off well, she was allegations. Flippant flippant, she was flippant about the allegations against Morgan Freeman. about the allegations against Freeman and we kind of pointed that out. Well, then we got an email. Mm-hmm. And the email is from uh, a guy who says the following. You completely missed the boat with Suzanne Summers uh, in your D-bag of the day segment. Can I just point something out? Please. He, this person asserts that we're journalists. I'll get there. But if if you believed that we were journalists, do you really think that journalists should have a D-bag of the day segment? Like, Yeah, really like think about Walter that Cronkite. one. And that's the and way that's it the is. The D-bag of the day, said Walter Cronkite. Anyway, um, you both were so wound up in sexual harassment as a current topic. You, bl- you were blinded to the truth with what Suzanne Summers was saying or trying to say. She said no more than she hopped innocent 
hoped innocent flirtation would not come under fire along with the despicable deeds of Weinstein and Cosby. She was not defending any criminal sexual behavior. Well, actually, we don't know that because what we do know is that women in the workplace were in a, felt uncomfortable with um, Morgan Freeman's behavior, right. which could or could not be officially actionable stuff, right, mm-hmm. in a normal workplace. Mm-hmm. So I think that's up for debate. But anyway, but instead of expressing concern that casual flirtation would be interpreted as a sex crime, here's the good part. And this is what you and I must confront. Oh, no. I have lost some admiration for the both of you as journalists and moved you toward the Jerry Springer, Dr. Phil, Geraldo crap arena. Geraldo crap arena. Well, first of all, I would love <laughs> to be included in the Jerry Springer, Dr. Phil, Geraldo crap arena because I would be making probably six to eight figures, right? Yes. Also, that is a crap arena hall of fame. Jerry Springer, Dr. Yes. Phil, Geraldo. If you concluded me in that world, I would feel like career accomplished. USA, we but, win. But your first... Uh, assertion that we are journalists. (laughs) Holly, I had no idea how respected we were as uh, celebrity trash talkers here on the radio that people would actually think of us as journalists. We are not journalists. Do you have a journalism degree? No, Bradley. I do not have a journalism degree. Uh, Neither of us have been trained as journalists, nor have we ever claimed to be journalists ever in the history of my talk. Exactly. And Colleen is not here to defend herself, but I don't believe she has a journalism degree either. No, I know for a fact that she majored and in even dance. If we did have a journalism degree, what we do day in and day out on this very show has absolutely zero to do with journalism. <laughs> that said, um, thank you for thinking so highly of us. We want to be and in I the... I would like a Pulitzer. Yes. I also still want to be included in the Craparama Hall of Fame. Yes. Do we, does this mean we get to go to the um, White House Correspondents' Dinner? Could be. That'd be kind of fun. Yeah. All right. We should call Janice Shortle. Maybe she can give us some tips on how to be a journalist. Good thing. Let's... Or at least the bonus, like the bennies that you get from being a journalist. Like there's got to be some, you know. You get a, a felt get... hat with a press card in it. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so thank you, sir. We're not journalists. No. Moving on. You know what we are is mouths. Mouths that like to talk And mouths that like to eat. Yes. And we are going to eat upon our return. It's restaurant week coming up here in the Twin Cities. And our cheat day Friday for uh, this fine day involves some of those restaurant week options. We'll be right back here on My Talk 1071. Sometimes I feel like giving up. No medicine is strong enough. Someone help me. Sometimes I feel like giving up, but I just can't. It isn't in my blood. It isn't in my blood. I'm looking through my phone again, feeling anxious. To be again. Welcome back to the Colleen and Bradley show here on My Talk 1071. We're about to get real tasty up in here because it's cheat day for. Oh, wait a minute. Should I roll that beautiful bean footage? Do it. Dirty, rotten cheetah. Cheat day taste Um, oops. I think we need a big. Hashtag oops. One of these. 
Oops. <laughs> Why did Crack I just a window. Air, air it, it out. out? Why did I just play the sad trombone? Well, because um so Hey bro, you might uh here's the deal. <laughs> so we were gonna have some uh restaurant week food for you, but I, I misread the email and it's actually arriving next Friday, so mm. Okay. Mm. And I've also got an entire bag of cheat day Fridays from all over Asia because one of our good friends and listeners, Thomas, uh, brought a, brought back a bunch of stuff from his trip to Asia that we're going to try. That I left at home, but I was like, Holly, no worries. We've got restaurant week food coming. Fantastic. That solves our problem. We don't need to go and get anything for cheat day Friday, right? Great. Yeah, except it's next week and now we don't have anything. I have a uh, cheese stick, though. Would you like a cheese stick? Mozzarella cheese stick. What do you call it? String cheese? You like string cheese? You can have some string cheese. I also have an RX bar. Really good. No? Okay. Well, that's I tried. Pa- that's pathetic, Brandley. <sighs> It's hard. Uh, it's hard doing this job. Uh, People don't understand what it's like to be a journalist. Oh, it is really hard. Bringing you the hard-hitting news okay. of putting food in our mouth. Can we talk about a real food issue, though, first? Yeah. We need to talk about cheese balls. What? That is planter's cheese balls, because we learned but a couple weeks ago. Actually, we learned a while back that planter's cheese balls, through one of our uh, listener moles, uh, planter's cheese balls, <laughs> listener mole just sounds disgusting. <laughs> Excuse me, what's that on your face? Gotta get that checked. It's a listener mole. Um, No, we learned that Planners was finally bringing back the cheese ball and cheese curl. Which is very exciting news. Yes, and so it debuted, I believe, it was first made available in stores in the U.S. on July 1st. Also available to be ordered on Amazon.com. But uh, on Amazon, you have to order like 20 packages or 12 packages at a time. You know, that's the thing with some of these food trends. I think I remember we tried to order Twinkie ice cream at one point in time. Yeah. But the only way that you could get it is if you ordered massive amounts of Twinkie ice cream. Yeah, exactly. When you only want one pint, I don't want 20 pints. So uh, we put out a call to listeners and did I don't remember if we actually said this out loud, but I know Colleen and I talked about offering dinner uh, to listeners, the first listener, or maybe we weren't going to talk about that yet. Okay, I'm going to shut up now because I don't want to ruin this segment any more than I've already done it. But just oh. just know that we have not yet had these cheese balls. No. Bring us some cheese balls. Yes, please. <laughs> I don't know why I'm yelling. Well, anyway, it's very exciting. So we've yet to have the cheese balls. I would also be interested if any of our listeners have sampled the planners cheese balls yet. Ooh, the new ones. Yeah. Give us a jingle. 651-641-1071. But Holly, I know you also had some food news that you wanted to share with us. I did have some food news, Bradley. The hot trend in the world of food is to have your wedding or wedding-related activities at a fast food place. This is hot. Are you ready for it, Bradley? What? There's a couple. Their photographs, their engagement photographs have gone viral because they had a waffle. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms and you can also find it on uappodcast.com full house themed engagement photo session oh 
Waffle House? Waffle House. Waffle we don't House? have Waffle Houses here in Minnesota. I know, and it is a crying shame. And the first franchiser who brings a Waffle House to Minnesota will get nude pictures of Colleen and myself. Excuse me. Well, okay. Yeah, we will send nudies to anybody. <laughs> and you just tell us what you want to see. I mean, I'll wear like a, you know, a horse costume. Yeah, but if you're wearing a horse costume, then the photographs are nudies, are they? I don't have to wear pants. I'm you just heard it saying here? I can be the top part of the horse. Think about I that. want a Waffle House. Anyway, I so know, tell me more about Waffle House. I want House a Waffle engagement. House too. Well, uh, this couple, Scott and Catherine, uh, they met in 2015, and they said that uh, they discovered each other's love through the Waffle House. They, he, she said, Catherine said, when uh, Scott told me he was in love with the Waffle House, I knew he was the guy for me. So it was their mutual love of this fast food restaurant chain that brought the two together. And to honor that bond with each other, they had an engagement photo session that was Waffle House themed. They even had a Waffle House uh, trailer at their wedding. Oh, my God. That's awesome. Did and they, they have had- like food? Uh, it looks like they may or may not have had part of their yeah, wedding catered by Waffle House. Yeah, it says they arranged for the Waffle, Waffle House, House food truck to arrive at the end of the night right. when their guests would be ready for a late night munch after being on the dance floor. Oh my God, and that is a thing? Waffly ever after. Now, I also have to show you that there's a picture of them in front of the Waffle House and there's a, a poster for something called Shizham. <laughs> Ham. I'm sure Shiz that's ham. ham. Yeah. Why didn't we think, think that. of that? Okay. So. Yes. So that's very cute. Congratulations to the couple, uh, Scott and Catherine, for their love of Waffle House. And there was another story last week. I don't think that we had a chance to talk about it during this food segment last week. But Taco Bell weddings in Las Vegas are also on the rise. Oh, not only that, but there was a couple that uh, did engagement photos at the Costco's. Right. So this is a thing. Bradley, if you had to have a photo shoot in front of any fast food chain, what would it be? Um, oh, that's easy. Culver's. Done and done. Have a butter burger? Yeah. I mean, butter burger and a, you know, um, a Sunday. Jamie would like one of them concrete mixers. <laughs> oh, it's oh, so God. romantic. I love a butter burger. Uh, what about you? Dairy Queen. Oh, okay. Good one. Good one. Hometown hero. Yeah. yeah. Old school one. Uh, like a grill and chill or a brassiere? Not a brassiere experience, just the old school Dairy Queen, walk up to it, order your food, sit out on the bench, yep. and it's true love. Yep. Okay, that's a good one. Um, I also just marvel at the fact that there is a Waffle House food truck, and now I want like a Culver's food truck or right? a D- DQ food truck. These right? need to be things, right? Yes. Okay. I need the soft serve to come to me. Yes. Please. Okay. Um... When we come back here on the Colina Bradley Show, from Cheetah Friday to D Bags, that is our Pulitzer Prize, Lord and Lady D Bag. Find out who earned that title through our journalism degrees, right here on My Talk 1071. There are D-bags and more D-bags. The D-bags never stop. 
And we keep reading the D-bags here on My Talk 1071. It's the Colleen and Bradley Show. Colleen will be back on Monday. I'm Bradley Trainer along with Holly Roberts. Today, let's flip some D-bags. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Bags of plenty. Bags of plenty. So, uh, would you like to know who my D bag is today, Holly? I sure would, Bradley. It's a drag queen. <gasps> what? What? Who? Yeah, it's a one of them RuPaul's Drag Race drag queens. Uh. I know. Clutch your pearls. It's okay. Calm down. But I have to tell you the story. Have you seen the the story about uh, Trixie Mattel? I have not. Okay, so she did this. Uh, she was part of a roast. And uh, made a a very inappropriate comment or a a joke that uh, some, many are calling her out for. And she has refused to apologize. And um, I'm not going to do the joke because I just feel like that would be mm, that poor taste. Yeah. You can Google it and figure it out for yourself. But the thing that I have an issue with is if somebody calls you out... Then to respond by saying um, that you or really to respond by not apologizing to me, just if you've offended somebody, seems a little tone deaf. Mm. And I feel like you can do better. Mm. Right. Because if I did a joke and somebody was offended by it, I would apologize. What 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 do you lose? By apologizing. Yeah, that's a really good point. Nothing. Anyway, Mm -hmm. I will say that uh, it was a, a racist joke. And um, she alluded to uh, the person that she was roasting picking cotton. How about I just leave it at that? <sighs> okay. All yeah. right. And then uh, she didn't apologize, but took to Twitter and said, if you think drag queens apologize for jokes at a roast, you watch too much TV. And um, I would just say again, like I, there, there are roast jokes and then there's just. Right. Racist joke. Well, roast and racist are not the same thing. Exactly. And with comedy in general, there is a thin line between being humorous and then being mean. Yeah. And there, and that is a line that you have to dance carefully. Absolutely. But that's why I think if somebody, if you can tell and if you read the room and you feel like the joke went south and then on upon further reflection, and, and the reason we're all talking about this is because video of that joke surfaced. And I think that you owe people more of a conversation than just to say, I'm not apologizing. Right. Right. Like right. if you want to really have a deep conversation about why you think it was appropriate for you as a white person to poke fun at a black person by alluding to the fact that they pick cotton, then you are entitled to have that conversation. Um, but um, it, or I should say you, sh- well, you should have that conversation. Yeah. Right. Because like, you told you- that joke and now you are responsible for that. And if you offended someone in that way, yeah, you, you're not losing anything by apologizing No, at all. Just being no. like, yeah, you know what? That was dumb. I'm sorry. Or you can even, even if you had sat down and said, like, this was a roast. There were so many inappropriate jokes. Let me list out a few. And if you take them out of context, they sound totally inappropriate. I don't understand the Mm -hmm. context where a racist joke is acceptable. That's just me. That's my own personal line. However, if she feels that her joke was permissible, then give me your treatise on why you think so. Yeah. Because the joke made it like, and if you say, well, it was a roast, 
it wasn't supposed to be aired publicly. Well, it was. And so now you have some explaining to do. And I feel like if you're a mature adult and an artiste, that you owe your audience uh, the honor of an explanation. Uh, or, and at the very least, the ability to show that you can listen and, and hear people and acknowledge people and why people might be offended. Like, really? A white person in 2018 can't understand why some people would be offended at a joke like that? Mm-hmm. I mean. Mm-hmm. And there are so many other things that you can read people's beads about or throw shade at without, you know, resorting to cheap racist jokes, right? Right. Okay. Yes. All right. So anyway, Trixie Mattel, do better. Do better. Bradley, mm-hmm. my D-bag of the day is not only an entity, but could very well be multiple people. It's a party of D-bags. Concerning a party of D-bags. A party of D-bags. A new drama on Fox coming this fall. Uh, actually, I mm, Nick Jonas and Priyanka Chopra. Nick Jonas and Priyanka Chopra. The celebrity couple that the tabloids keep pushing on us that I, quite frankly, don't really believe is an actual couple. Yeah, well, a lot of people, including you and uh, Colleen, have both... Uh, said that you think this relationship is crap. I think this relationship is crap. Also, the fact that this relationship is getting so much press for two people that, quite frankly, I don't think a ton of people are that concerned about. I don't think people were really, really concerned with Priyanka Chopra and Nick Jonas's personal life before they got together. I digress. Now, I think officially I'm going to call their publicist the D-bag of the day for giving page six the following headline. This thirsty, thirsty, thirsty headline. Friend of Nick Jonas and Priyanka Chopra welcomes baby girl. Wait, what? This is the headline. The on headline page six. is about the friends of these two people having a baby? Yes. Yes. So I know. So the story, the thirsty, thirsty story in order for us to talk about Nick Jonas and Priyanka Chopra and their fake relationship is about their friends giving birth to a child on the 4th of July. Right. Right. The dumbest thing I've ever heard. It is. This is a socialite. That's some socialite trying to, you know, get some attention off the backs of. Of course, or it's just a way to spin Nick Jonas and Priyanka Chopra in the news again. Hot couples friends. Yeah, like they, they've been together long enough to have established friends who yeah, are now I having know. babies. This is such a socialite thirsty article. Spy said that Nick Jonas and Priyanka Chopra were at power haunt Emilio's Batalho in East Houston Street with a group that included John Vervados with fellow guest artist Peter Tunney. Mm, he had to rush out because his wife was giving birth to their daughter's sonnet. Oh, God. I can't. Who arrived on Wednesday. Meanwhile, listen to this, Bradley, though. The last paragraph of this article. Meanwhile, Jonas and Chopra. We'll call them Jopra. Jopra? Jopra. No, no. Yeah. Then spent. Jonas? <laughs> that could get <laughs> dirty really fast. I like that one better. Uh, well, they spent the holiday with Joe and his fiance, Game of Thrones star Sophie Turner. Just everything about this article just reeks of thirst. Yeah. And the fact that their publicists are really trying to push this relationship on us. There's nothing natural about this relationship whatsoever, just because it's like all of a sudden, oh, they got together, and now we're seeing articles about them every single day. You know, I think that um, 
I, I just feel bad for Mara Siegler, who is the author of this particular piece. Oh, you do? She is a reporter, and this is her life. So you remember earlier how uh, a listener thought we were journalists? Oh, yeah, I remember that. And we were that. like, yeah, no, we're yes. just, we're, you know. Boobs with mics. Yeah, exactly. Um, poor Mara <laughs> is actually a journalist, and this is her beat oh, it in is. life. Oh, yeah, she is on the Hamptons beat. Oh, God. One of her headlines that she just published, Tiffany Trump parties in the Hamptons. Now, I want to tell you that behind the scenes... pop-ups flop in the Hamptons. <laughs> behind the scenes, I did tell Bradley that out oh of the corner God. of my... Oh, no! Can I read one more? Hold on. Please. Kevin Love masters cornhole in the Hamptons. <laughs> <laughs> Who is that? Who is NBA that? NBA player Kevin Love masters cornhole in the Hamptons. Oh, cornhole, of course, oh, is, the game. is the game bags. People often call it. Yes. So she obviously is on the summer Hamptons beat yeah. because she's also talking about such headlines as Hampton sushi spot features fresh fish flung from Japan. Upstairs at Corso coffee bar, Cindy Crawford and hubby Randy Gerber were enjoying iced coffees. Oh, my God. Mm. Rose Byrne says moving to Brooklyn is an adjustment. Love, who's six foot ten, was in a cabana at Gurney's Beach Club in Montauk with Sports Illustrated model girlfriend Kate Bach. Quote, they played cornhole for hours. <laughs> really? <laughs> really? Really? Cornhole? Oh, you sure? Mm. Corn! So then really, well, now, do we feel bad for this journalist having the Hamptons beat or no, is, is she doing of, just fine for I mean, herself? She's making an honest living and yeah. frankly, we'd have her on the show to oh talk gosh. about all of these scoops. Although I don't know about celebrities playing cornhole. Um, she did. Uh, I'm trying to look through the rest of her headlines here. Yeah, no, they're, they're basically all Hamptons trying to make things yeah. uh, happen when they're not happening. So mm-hmm. her whole career is basically fetch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, hey you know. it's a living, right? Exactly. Honest journalist. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we come back here on the Colleen and Bradley show from Lord and Lady D-Bag to, oh God, it's already time for the throwback live at one forty-five. Find out if uh, Rocco bests me yet again in our wonderful quiz game right here on my talk 107. Will he or won't he? We'll find out in just a moment here on the Colleen and Bradley Show on MyTalk 1071. We're streaming live, doing everything entertainment at MyTalk1071.com. Colleen Lindstrom is not here. She'll be back on Monday. I'm Bradley Trainer. Rocco, our yeah. good friend Rocco, is here. And we're going to find out whether or not he is uh, capable of winning the throwback live at 145. I feel the need. Well, a, a boy's best friend is his mother. I love the smell of napalm in the morning. Alrighty then. It's Throwback Live. Oh, you betcha, yeah. At 1.45. Go ahead. Make my day. Here's Holly Roberts. TGIF, it's Friday's edition of Throwback Live at 1.45. Exciting. Here's how the game works. We'll play five vintage pop culture audio clips. The first to identify three correctly wins the Throwback Live at 145. And Bradley and Rocco buzz in by yelling out their names. Bradley Trainer. Rocco. Something like that. You need Something to be a like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It'll be a little more aggressive. Now, I have before me the total victory tally for the throwback live at 145 because we've been keeping track of who wins the game. Now, I will tell you today, 
It is a dead heat. Colleen and Bradley both tied for 39 victories apiece. Rocco playing for Colleen, meaning that, Rocco, if you win today's throwback live at 145, you put Colleen ahead of Bradley. Yay. This is not going to happen. You don't know. I'm saying it's not happening. You still don't know. Okay, fine. Let's do it. Yeah, let's find out who wins today's throwback live at 145. Okay. Here's our first vintage pop culture audio clip. Rocco Bradley, please correctly identify this. Bradley Trainer. Bradley. That's uh, Mariah Carey. You got me feeling emotion. I'll accept that. Yes, Thank emotion you. by Mariah Carey. Let's listen to her hit some of those high notes again. Yes, one of Mariah Carey's you know first that, hits. You had to know that. I was about to, yeah. You yeah. made me do it. No, oh. yeah. Okay, all right. Well, that's what happened la- yesterday is I got the first one and then you were like, that's it. Oh, game yeah, game on. It is anybody's game. Now, Bradley got that correct, so he gets the point. Rocco, you don't have any points yet, but it's still anybody's game. Did you hear that? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I tried to do it off the mic. <laughs> It's, I get so emotional when we do oh, these. Yeah. Okay, move uh, moving on to our second vintage pop culture audio clip. Bradley, Rocco, prepare yourself for this. Bradley Rocco. Trainer. Rocco. The theme from MASH. to hate this show Me too. every time it came on TV. I changed the channel. Oh. Uh, it was on like every night at like 1030. I know. Uh, it was just like, it, it just, it smelled of parents. Yeah. Right? yeah. It, was a, it was a yeah, yeah. yeah. show. Yeah. It was one of those shows that it would come on, especially in the middle of the day during the summer. And you'd be like, ah, I can't watch TV anymore because yeah. this is I on. never understood it. And, and plus there was a canned laugh track. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I'd like to say I learned to like it, but I never, you know, it was on Netflix for a couple of years. And I never really <laughs> delved in. All Hated right. That. The game is tied one to one. Damn it, Rocco. Right. Oh, it's anybody's game in the throwback live at 145. Let's move on to our third vintage pop culture audio clip. Rocco Bradley. Please, please correctly <laughs> identify this. Don't make me angry. Rocco. Rocco. That's the Incredible Hulk. Oh my God! How do you know that? That's uh, Bill Bixby. Yeah, let's <sighs> the complete late. the classic quote. Don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. Oh, no, you wouldn't like Bill Bixby when he, he was angry. For? I uh, think Bill that's Bixby? like about it, right? He he directed Didn't he do stuff the courtship of Eddie's father. That sounds right. Yeah, right? that does sound right. I think you're right. He was also in my favorite Martian, and the courtship of Eddie's okay, father. Okay, good. I was like, I swear that I knew that, but passed whatever. away too soon. 1993, oh. only at the age of 59. Okay. Congratulations, Rocco! Yay. You got that point. Oh. That means Rocco. If you get the fourth vintage pop culture audio clip correct. Uh, you win today's throwback live at 145, and then Colleen is in the lead in the total victory tally. Now, Bradley, you can still stay in the game by guessing this 
fourth vintage pop culture audio clip. Here it is. Listen carefully. Bradley Trainer. Rocco. Oh, that is just cheap. Uh, was that Indiana Jones? Yeah. That was so close. It was really, really close. It was almost a dead heat, but Rocco got right in there. I demand a There's no hanging chads in the throwback live at 145, Bradley. I'm sorry. I despise you now. Thank you. Well, you have a chance to redeem yourself, though, Rocco. But first, you won. Thank you. Congratulations, Rocco. You won today's Throwback Live at 145. And you do get a prize. Every winner on the Throwback Live at 145 gets a prize. And your prize today is a year's supply of C-Bond denture powder. Wow. Now you'll keep your upper plate from slipping. (laughs) Get Bradley some gas X. Yeah, I know, I right? Mean, What's going on over here? Let me tell you, behind the scenes, Bradley has been indulging in his favorite beverage. It that's yeah, that's that this no, that was a different source. But. Oh, mm-hmm. not Diet Dr Pepper. No, that happened before the show. Oh, okay, well, I ha- I'm not allowed to drink that during the show anymore because it's too distracting. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, shall we play our fifth? Rocco? Thank sure. you. But oh, wait, yeah, let's, yeah, do, let's do it for funsies. Let's do the fifth vintage pop culture audio clip. Just for fun, Bradley Rocco, tell me what this is. Use the force. Bradley Trainer. Bradley. That is Star uh, that well that's uh yeah, Star Wars. Yeah, it's Obi-Wan Kenobi talking to Luke Skywalker <laughs> well, in Star like, Wars. Which movie is it? Very very easy and simple. Let's play the entire clip. Luke. Let go. Oh, and there he goes, destroying the Death Star. Very exciting. Yeah. No. Anybody not excited about no, that? No, I'm excited. That was Thank good. You. That was I was sure. reading uh, Bill Bixby's Wikipedia page because I'm like, what kind of last name is Bixby? That's a name? Yeah. He was Bill Bixby the third, by the way. Actually, he was Wilford. Wilfred Bailey Everett Bixby the third. Mm. Ooh, that's very fancy. Yeah. What, so what else was he in? Bradley. Uh, he was also in <laughs> Thanks for Asking. He was in a lot of, oh my God, he was in everything. Barnaby Jones, Bachelor Father, Checkmate, Make Room for Daddy, The Oregon Trail, uh, Apple Dumpling Gang, Kentucky Fried Movie, and uh, Irma LaDuce. Okay, so he he had a long and storied career. Rocco, thank you thank for being you. with us. Yes, thank you, Rocco. Now I'm going to uh, officially change the throwback live at 145. Total victory tally, Colleen, 40. Bradley, 39. Oh, you got some work to do, fist, Bradley. Shakes fist. All right, we'll continue that on Monday. When we come back here on the Colleen and Bradley show, we are closer to the Hunger Games than you've ever realized. Find out why. When we return, right here on My Talk 1071. You can't go to break yet, Bradley. We still have a minute. Oh my God, we have a minute. <laughs> Just letting you Just walk call right me into Julia. <laughs> Just, Just let you call me Julia. Me. It's been a show today, but you know what? Um, <laughs> we'll be right back. No, actually <laughs> no. not. Because we have 
One minute to go. <laughs> okay, anyway, so oh when we come gosh. back, I'll pimp this out a little bit more for you. Please. Holly uh, has <laughs> found something that is going to drive you up a wall and perhaps excite you as well if you've got a lot of uh, student loan debt. Well, this, Bradley, what I'm going to tell everyone about is both simultaneously frightening and exciting. Uh, This has to do with something that many Americans are dealing with right now and that would be student loan debt. A lot of us have it out there. I think that the number is over a trillion dollars. Well, anyways, when when we come back, I'm going to tell you a way that you may be able to pay off your student loans and it's kind of like running man yeah Yay! it's very close to the hunger games we'll tell you more now when we return here on the colleen and bradley show on my talk 1071 can we go now <laughs>